Hi, I'm Kate Bailey. I'm a coach, an author, and a sober mama. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back and this week it's just me, it's Kate and I am taking a look at one of the chapters in our book, Love Your Sober Year, Um, just because even though the book moves through the seasons and you can use it really um, as a kind of a guide through the seasons, journaling and use it that kind of chronologically, you can also dip into it if something kind of takes your fancy on a particular day or that you feel like there's an area of I don't know personal development or something that you need a bit of inspiration for and I was thinking today it's you know the dregs of winter you know like the real end of winter now February where we're having some glimmers of sunshine and then we're going back into these really dark days and I really notice how I pick up as soon as there's blue sky and a bit of sunshine I really, I can feel that whoosh, you know, of kind of energy and that vim, uh, the sap rising sort of potential. And then the next day it will be dark and I'll just feel like, oh, you know, like everything will feel a bit of a drop. Um, And so I opened the book today and I'm looking at um, one of the sections on fostering positive growth in our sobriety, in our life. And it's the subject of hope. And I'll start with a quote. It says, hope is a thing with feathers. It perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words. It never stops at all um, by Emily Dickinson. So the quote to light, light our way. Hope is believing that things are possible. It's that tiny spark in the darkness, a comforting thought that hard times will pass. When we embody a restorative energy of spring which is coming we're not there yet we hope for the future we hope we can sustain our sober journey hope that things will get easier and that we can feel better our hope is fed by seeing tiny shoots of possibilities like the first daffodils or crocuses in the snow which i've definitely seen the last couple of days when we are hopeful it's a bit like borrowing energy hope keeps us going when our personal resources are depleted And this is so pertinent for early on in our sober journey. You know, maybe you've done dry January and maybe you've kept going. Maybe you did dry January, got to the end and thought, I'm fine now. And then picked up again. And then they're like, oh, actually, I just feel back in the same place. Or, oh, I felt really good doing dry January. And I think I want to keep going for whatever reason you might have sort of returned to the sober journey. Um, Or you might be flagging, or maybe it's just a low day. And I really feel like this kind of, I don't know, being able to receive hope, to see hope is such an important kind of sober tool. So we need a big dose of hope and lots of motivation and support in the early days of sobriety. Um, sometimes we can find hope within ourselves and sometimes we need to look outside for inspiration we can look in the evidence of people we find inspiring inspirational to keep that spark of hope going it's the idea of maybe if they can do it we can and obviously that's so important is it when you you know when you find your sober group 
and you get that feedback from other people you know you're not alone that piece about connection being so so important and it really can fortify us and keep us going so if you are you know if you're kind of listening and you're still lurking a bit which is fine it's part of the process um maybe try and reach out maybe try and get that bravery up to say you know what hello I'm here um you know this is my a bit of you know why I'm here and just reach out you know know that you're not alone which is such a key kind of message of, of the podcast hope is not about sitting around focus around dreaming it's using the impulse of possibility to act. It helps us remain focused on our goals and motivates us to keep working towards them. Although our own recipe for hope will come from our own needs and experience, experts say that the cultivation of hope can be crystallized into three ways of thinking. So I'm going to explore that now. So goal thinking, a clear visualization of a goal that's important to us. In sobriety, that means making the decision to be alcohol free and knowing our reasons for it. So that's getting in touch with your why. So maybe you want to put me on pause um, and just, you know, get a piece of paper and a pen and maybe just do a bit of journaling, you know, to remind yourself why of your why, why you want to be sober. And this could be for health, improved health, wealth, happiness, kids, peace of mind. It could be, you know, a move away from God. It could be like, I just don't want to feel shit. I don't want to feel so crappy anymore. So whatever it is, whatever your truth is, though, whatever those things that are important to you. Um, so it's not about anyone else or any shoulds. It's like, you know, really, really be honest. Like, why do you want it? The secondly is pathways thinking. The ability to problem solve or identify specific strategies to reach those goals. So that's a bit broader. And again, um, you know, you could be joining a sober group, reading some quitlets, learning how to deal with triggers. They're all tiny examples of pathway um, thinking. So it's like thinking outside the box or trying new new things. So going into that kind of stretch zone um, of a bit of learning, a bit growth mindset, you know, trying, you know, because we can get ever so demoralized and we can lose hope if we've gone round and round the hamster wheel and we've tried things and the, the just the shoe hasn't dropped or maybe it has for a little bit and um or then we go back and I know for myself I certainly was in that situation for many many years um and even when I'd been sober for 13 months I went back and then I was back and forth back and forth for another year and a half before I once again found something I just found um a resource I found the tools I just found that kind of you know who knows that day that it just was like, okay, this is the day. Um, so yeah, so thinking about, you know, that being a way to improve your hope, really don't stop trying, don't stop trying, try it again. Just because it hasn't worked before doesn't mean any learnings lost, just try it again and just do today, you know. Um, and the last one, number three is agency thinking. The ability to initiate and sustain the motivation using those strategies. So we, yeah, we go, you know what? I've got a couple of tools. I'm going to go for it. That's what agency thinking is. Looking for strength, looking for other, maybe other areas in your life um, where you've been successful and you've gone, okay, well, I managed to do that. Okay, so let's get specific about that. What, what was the skills? the skill set 
that enable you to be successful about it? You know, some people um, say, I hear it quite a lot, you know, um, and for myself, you know, when I was pregnant, I didn't drink. And it was like, so, okay, so what about that time meant that you were successful? And it was like, well, actually, I had a really strong why. I had a really strong reason. So that can often be it. That's why getting clear on our why is really important. That could be through values work or, or the thing that I just said a few minutes ago. And also there's something about that time I know for me that was permission to opt out, permission to finally put myself first because actually I, you know, I was pregnant. So it was like I wasn't shoehorning myself into all these social situations for the first time. I kind of had a boundary. So what is it about those times or those skills when you've been successful at, and it doesn't have to be around sobriety, but use that if you've got that sort of evidence in your past. Um, but it could be when you've been successful at something else, you know, maybe you, you did a 10 K or something. Um, and you managed your progress and you did repetitions every day. Okay, so you know that something around that habit, um, habit change is about repetition and it's about breaking it down and doing small goals and then building them up. So we can use that kind of transferable skills in that kind of agency thinking. So we needed the push, the impetus to change, that bad hangover, that reason to do something different. But we also need to believe that the sober life might just be better and it might be possible. And then we need to keep motivated with connection and rewards. So we need the sober toolkit and strategies that we like. Number two, make your sobriety socially rewarding by connecting with a sober group. So that's what we've said before. It's so motivating. And that, that thing about connection is absolutely vital. <clears throat> Create a Pinterest or mood board. Um, collate sober celebrities or people that inspire you. Um, there's so many out there. There's something, if you Google it, if you Google um, sober celebrities, there's like about a bajillion of them now. And I know that I used to imagine myself, one of the things I used to do, I did this for many, many years when I still drank actually, but finally, finally, it the the, the shoe did drop. Um, but I used to imagine myself on a red carpet um, being fabulous and alcohol-free. <clears throat> um, start with a challenge such as dry January or have a day counter so you can manage progress. Know that you don't have to restart from day one if you have a slip, if it demotivates you too much. So you could do kind of a bit of a math. You could be like, um, you know, one year minus one day or something. Um, if it knocks you off balance. But again, that kind of honesty piece, it's like what is really going to serve you best, you know, with the whole day counting thing. <clears throat> Tell yourself, I am a happy sober person each day. And if that is a push, at least I didn't drink. And I always say to myself these days, you know, even if it's been a bit of a crappy day, that thing, foundation of sobriety is so, um, it's really precious because I know it's, it's like a foundational, solid stick in the sand sense of safety to me. So it's like whatever could, can happen, like lots of stuff happens in my life on a regular basis, as you'll probably know if you read any of my blogs or listen to the podcast. but you know, I would say I'm sober and the rest is good enough. It's like, at least I know that I will get up 
and I will go just for today, even if it's a shitty day, I will go to bed sober. And I can rely on that in all the things that we cannot, we cannot control so much. Maybe we can control that. And maybe that is that foundational stick in the sand and that solid ground for us to build from. And that's worth protecting. Um, Mark a calendar and stick gold stars in a well-being journal and celebrate milestones with special sober treats. Spa day, anyone feel one of those coming on? Um, so yeah, we've got and we need to keep it novel as well because we do look, our brain does um, you know, get get used to things and then we can, you know, become dissatisfied and flat. There's a whole other th- school of thought about, you know, going on dopamine fast, but um yeah, I have to say it's never really been one for me. I tend to try and to challenge my my sort of myself and my nervous system by doing yoga um, and build up resilience like that, and then get on board lots and lots of sober treats and rotate the sober treat menu so that they don't get boring. Variety being the spice of life, etc. Be a good news collector. Um, one thing that I'm really into at the moment is conscious consumerism, and there's a brilliant app out that I've just heard about called We Are Eight. Um, and this woman is kind of taking down social media and the ways which we are, you know, being advertised at and how, you know, the negative news fuels the fear and then that fuels the compulsions and then the ads get watched longer and, you know, the whole kind of mess of, of how it is at the moment. And I think, you know, we really owe it to ourselves to be boundaried and put those allow ourselves to have those boundaries um about con- conscious consumerism so um i regularly i don't watch the news I, I know that someone will tell me if if something happens because i have such a, a sensitive nervous system i it won't serve me and i'll feel miserable and then i won't be as good as i could be as a mom or a friend or anything so i'm very very um careful about that and that's a boundary I have. Um, I also subscribe to the Positive News, which is a newspaper, and you get um, blogs from them, newsletters about all the things that are going right in the world and some amazing innovations. So all of this can, you know, when we're hearing lots of negativity, can chip, chip, chip away at us. And before we know it, our stress bucket is full or our misery tolerance is overflowing. And before you know it, we're triggered. So all of these, you know, boundaries and self-care, um, around what we consume are is that they are you know really important for our sober toolkit so just finishing off with a few um few journaling prompts what is my recipe for hope and there you can um after this yeah pop pop me on pause or just switch me off what are the specific ingredients how can i add them into my day what makes me feel hopeful about alcohol-free living? <clears throat> Who are my sober heroes and sheroes? What evidence can I gather that I am capable of change? Who inspires me? And how can I celebrate another week, day, week, month sober? Because I was sober this week, I dot, 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 and then catch yourself doing just something, something that, you know, you were able to do a little bit better or do at all or cope with or keep calm through because you were sober and then give yourself that really big gold star, that pat on the back or whatever it is that you do, you know, to carve out that 
that um reward for yourself and um yeah to look after your to look after yourself um so if you're immediately concerned about your drinking just reach out send up a flare and um we'll see you next week for more chat <laughs>